this love for our dogs and the love that our dogs have for us is what brings us dog moms and dads and dog parents together because I wouldn't have met either of you two if it weren't for our dogs. Yo, yo, yo. Izzy and Carly. In the house. (laughs) In in the house. I'm not sure. (laughs) Welcome to the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. We interview veterinarians, trainers, products, and game-changing pet parents about how you can get the most out of life with a dog. We're your hosts. I'm Izzy. And I'm Carly. And this week, we got drunk. I didn't. Sober Joe over here. Is that what they call him? Sober Joe? I have no clue. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> you know what? Neither have I. <laughs> it just sounded good. And I just thought that it was something that people said. Maybe. Sober Joe? Yeah. Designated driver? But you weren't even there. I wasn't even there, no. No. I it did was- get drunk though. Actually, I didn't get drunk. I had one cider and I felt happy when I got home with so ice matters. cream. Yeah. Tell everyone why you weren't there. I had to work. So sad, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at work doing important stuff. Yeah. Which I actually love, so. Yeah, it was okay. But it was like a last minute thing. You were supposed to join. Yeah, we were supposed to join. We didn't just schedule this without Izzy, guys. Don't worry. (laughs) Secretly, they did. They just don't want me there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a last minute thing. So apologies, you don't get to hear my lovely voice for this episode. We'll do this again. I think we are going to try to do another drunk dog mom series or something but basically in this episode i speak with or i drink and speak with amber akar and megan of stumps and rumps and both of them are guests we've had on in the past and we're just all fellow dog moms and that's one of the reasons izzy and i started this podcast is we wanted to talk about dog mom shit and just commiserate with other dog moms and bring that to you so you feel like you're commiserating and talking with us so um it was a very fun episode it was interesting though it, it got we were definitely we were definitely drinking basically <laughs> i'm excited to hear about what you guys have had to say after a drink and before you've had a drink too because the truth comes out when you've been drinking yeah Carly. Okay, well, <laughs> well, there was no before. We sh- we started off with shots. <laughs> so you guys get us and we already, I think uh, we may have done two. So the full truth is coming out yeah, in this episode. Thing. Honestly, first off, first things first, audio quality was crap. I'm sorry about that, everyone. It's my fault. They were drunk. Yeah, but so. we, were, we were all just like <laughs> on the couch or like chilling drinking and so i wasn't really paying attention to the audio quality i could have been better about that but you know i was i was doing other things (laughs) um and then so yeah we started off with shots and like teasing megan for wearing her corgi sweatshirt (laughs) see if i was there i would have been like yes mate yeah we needed you to balance out yeah corgi yes don't Um, worry megan i've got you back i just ordered a face mask with arthur's face on it so oh my god you would (laughs) you would um and then yeah so we were the first five minutes we were just like drinking and talking we sounded like drunk housewives at first um we were maybe not as the whole interview we were maybe not as eloquent as we um usually would like to be 
but just roll with it is what I ask you. And then we kind of got a hold of ourselves. And then we had a really great conversation about the realities of being a dog mom, how Instagram can sometimes not portray the hard work behind training, etc. Then we talked about our current struggles of dog mom life. And then to round it out, we talked about the reason we love our dogs, why they make us happy, and how they've actually improved our lives. So I'm not going to lie, it unraveled a bit at the end there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We started getting like sappy with each other. And (laughs) yeah, I was talking to Megan and Amber the next day and we were like, wait, what did what did we even talk about? Or like, I can't believe I said that. So it was fun. Amber and Megan are actually like best friends in real life. So it was it was fun to hear more about their relationship. And we had a good time. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into it. All right. Megan's over there with her tequila. <laughs> I literally so so Lance like doesn't buy me stuff that like I would drink when he's gone because he knows like I'll do shit like this. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you'll drink tequila. White li- is like girly drink. I literally, I had to find it. It was like in the back of a drawer somewhere that he didn't know I had apparently, but <laughs> that's just like, well, I guess we have to keep tequila away from you. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. Megan brought out her <sighs> hidden tequila. That's okay, guys. I'm, I was like, oh, I don't want wine because it's early still and well, that's like, why i was like i gotta go buy some white claws like i don't want to drink and shine this is too early i know I'm i was like and I, it's cold it's like freezing and rainy today so i made a hot chocolate in my pride and prejudice mm. mug and i have kalua and bailey's in there so i was gonna say did you put some bailey's because that's yeah it's good I'm pretty it's jealous good. now it's a good decision and you know what's oh, actually really funny the hot chocolate that i put in there is like this healthy stuff from Daily Harvest. It's like chaga mushroom, you know, cocoa. <laughs> and then I go and like, oh, it's yeah. supposed to be all healthy. And then I go and put alcohol in it. <laughs> then you're putting not just alcohol, but like alcohol and cream. So yeah. it's like getting all the fat and everything in there. With That's my hilarious. almond milk, frothed almond milk. And I'm just putting like alcoholic cream in it. Good stuff. I love though. it. I need to get some of that. Megan in her themed gear. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why i don't hang out with you guys (laughs) both of you have given me a hard time about my fucking jacket okay if somebody else says anything about my jacket i'm leaving you it's okay (laughs) let me be i've got cat shelves i've got cat shelves behind those are actually really cute and litter boxes and litter litter box there so (laughs) megan what are you drinking this is peach juice i've got alcohol in it though Peach juice. Mm, what kind of Do alcohol? You drink peach tequila? juice just normally? Did you just have that in the fridge? Yeah, I like I mixed it with tequila, so it doesn't taste that great. So I'm like, I literally only have tequila, but I was like, I want to drink something, and so I, I'm like, you don't have like anything you could mix with tequila besides peach juice. I got milk. That's it. Milk and peach juice. That's it. Do you have like limes or I've anything? Never even, I've never even work. had peach juice before. You don't have it's- limes or lemons or. No, I literally, Lance has left left me home for 18 days. Okay, I am surviving off of TV dinners and fast food. That is like my meal right now. (laughs) Megan, I don't, I I don't grocery shop. I don't like cook. I don't, I'm not, I'm like the worst housewife ever. What's the, what is that lyric? I don't cook, I don't clean. clean. I got that (laughs) ring. Megan living that life. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much my, my husband as well. But I do we, we we trade off. We trade off. Well, you take care of all of the children, Amber. Speaking of, both of you now have yes. 
Well, no, I'm over four, I guess. So you have five. Yeah, I have four. Yeah, Amber has five. I have four. Guys, I have five now. How? My house is full. How are you guys managing it? We're starting. We're starting this thing. Oh, I, I was going to say, you should probably record this stuff. We should probably like start somewhere. Sometime. <laughs> well, yeah. So how about we start? What is everyone drinking? And then let's talk about how you guys are managing with Ooh. all of the... Can I pretend that I went back to the whiskey? Because this is a lame drink. <laughs> um, I was <laughs> kind of don't want people to know that that's what I was drinking. Um, nah, compared to Megan's drink, I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> okay, actually, though, all of our drinks are so lame. <laughs> We've got like a they white cloth, okay. tequila, Let's and peach juice, and like <laughs> mushroom hot chocolate with Bailey's. That's pretty bad. I think Carly wins for the win. <laughs> it's actually so good, though. Honestly, like, it's actually well, I so mean, good. Bailey's is just like sugar, isn't it? It's like sugar it's alcohol just cream. Straight, it's <laughs> yeah. just straight sugar. Yeah. Okay. So. I was drinking Angel's Envy whiskey, bourbon whiskey, um, but I finished that. So now I'm drinking a lame White Claw because I figure I can't drink whiskey all night because that's going to be a long night. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was your tequila super cheap, Megan? Or is it oh, like yeah. a decent tequila at least? No, no, absolutely not. It was probably like a cheap tequila that I couldn't give away to somebody as they left my house. And so I kept it and now I'm drinking it. <laughs> All I have to say is be careful with that. <laughs> that might end badly for you. <laughs> it's a party. I used to, I mean, I know this isn't the same, but like since Lance is actually, you know, off, like, is he official? Is he like deployed or is he doing training? Like when you have a when you have somebody that's like active duty in the military, oftentimes they will like leave for an extended period of time, but they're not necessarily like overseas anywhere. They're like doing training missions and things like that in the United yeah. States. So Lance is like off doing one of those like weird like side gigs. Yeah. Okay. So like he's not not fighting anybody right now, but he's like doing stuff to where we can't like talk all the time. Okay. So he can't like super he can't supervise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's what I was gonna say is like sometimes Mike, when we were in London, would have like a business trip back to Seattle for a couple weeks or something. I would just there were many a nights that I was so drunk, just like on my own, getting Uber Eats and loving life, honestly. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I'm so happy. <laughs> On my own with my alcohol. Don't, don't tell him that you said that. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I told him the other day. I was like, you really need to go on a business trip. We've, we're have we together all the time, <laughs> 24-7. Well, I like, I mean, my favorite thing when Nick is away is like, I have everybody sleep in bed with me because when it's us, there's not enough room. But I'm like, mm. there's so much room. So it's like the dogs <laughs> and the cats, like the whole party. And I'll stay up all night watch, binge watching an entire like season of something in one night. Like that's yes, that's typically my go to move. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of having all of the animals in your bed, Amber, how are how are all of your animals? Like I have two large dogs, and I'm like that's enough. Maybe I could see us maybe getting a kitten, but like that's that's it. So how are you managing five? Amber. Amber. Five. Yeah, it's five. A, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm not going to lie. But I don't think your listeners know that I have a new puppy. They might know. But we got a new puppy a few months ago. And she's like the cutest thing in the entire world. I'm a little biased. But I mean, Instagram seems to think she's cute, too. So I know I'm not that biased. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's really cute, which makes up for all like 
it crazy, you know, especially when she was younger. That was a lot of work. Um, I'm really grateful to be able to like spend all of my time, not all my time, but I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do what I do for a living and do what I love for a living so I can focus on my animals, um, especially in the first several months of my puppy's life to be able to focus on her. It's a lot, but I mean, I think the biggest thing was like transitioning to having a puppy in the house because my two dogs are both older dogs Mm -hmm. and then the two cats are cats. And so it's like nobody wanted anything to do with a new puppy in the house initially. So it was like a huge transition period. Um, But it's going pretty well now. Like everybody gets along. My cat Finnegan does not like the puppy, but like they can cohabitate together, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And pens and gates are my best friend because when like right now my puppy's in her playpen and I don't have to like concern myself about what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so is it as she's gotten older have they gotten more interested in her or absolutely yeah it took it took probably a few weeks for me to see that like the dogs actually developed a relationship with her because they were like oh my gosh another stupid puppy because I've had people's puppies stay with me before people's dogs stay with me so they were probably just thinking like when is this one going to leave but they're kind of at the point now where they everybody has a relationship with her and when I take her out of the house like they get excited to see her when she comes home and they all have like their playtime especially with my cat River the puppy and the cat are just like best friends so it's really cute to see but Finnegan is not a fan of her but he tolerates her so that's that's all I could ask of him right now yeah (laughs) well how are you I don't know I guess my question is just like how are you even managing all of them do you have them trained like so well because just feeding time in my house is like the the two dogs just like falling all over each other. Me like slipping because they drooled their water and just being like, and then me (laughs) yelling at them be like, stop it. And then just like trying to feed them and then trying to also do some training too, to be like, sit, sit. Okay. Wait for your food. And it's a mess. (laughs) I think that, I think that having expectations is like a really big thing. Like Megan and I were talking about this because, she has a, like a great routine with her dogs and one of her cats and the kitten is like trying to <laughs> her face right now. He's like trying to just sabotage it all. Odin, like baby kitty. Odin is oh, like my. Odin is like the kitten from hell and I love him so much and I have to because he's only got one eye, right? It's like how do you not love a cat with one eye? Yeah. But like everybody knows the routine. The dogs go up on their platforms. Maeve waits on the dining room table while I'm making everybody's food and everything's great. But I have to lock Odin up because he will literally crawl up my legs screaming at me the entire time that I'm making his food. So <laughs> I ha- I do have to have a little bit of like law and order in my house, but with Odin I just there's no controlling him. I just have to lock him away like a lion. <laughs> She is. Her cat is a little, her little kitten is a little lion. But I mean, with my household, it's like my older dogs know not to steal the cat's food and they know to wait their turn. The cats have learned that they each eat on like their own space so they don't get into each other's space. Sometimes when I'm prepping their food, they'll like try to get into each other's space. But I mean, there's multiple animals. I can't have like these crazy high expectations that they have to be perfect. Um, and the puppy has learned to let me prepare other people's food without trying to steal it. And that's been like a huge thing of just like mixing food, putting it on the floor or putting it on a platform without the puppy, like jumping on me, knocking things over, like trying to steal everybody's food. Um, she was in her playpen while everybody was getting fed for a while. And now she can be out. And I usually use her food either for training time or she goes like in a playpen. So my dogs eat in crates and then the cats eat on 
platforms and the puppy either eats during training or in a playpen. But it's also just because like, I don't want to have accidents where like one of them leaves and tries to steal somebody's food. It's just with that many animals, I can't be that attentive all of the time. And so it's just easier for me to be safe about it and just like go to your crate. Now I'm going to feed you. And that's, that's made my life livable. <laughs> it's a little bit like managing chaos, right? I mean, to a certain extent, you can have a little bit of structure, but for the most part, it's like, I can keep it behind a closed door, but that's about as much as I can get in terms of like control. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, my, my office is like the designated like chaos space and it's like a hot mess 24 seven, but it's like, I can't, I can't keep everything under control all the time. Well, I mean, like you have a six month old. Hold on. Sorry. Megan, you're super echoey on the audio. Is it, it, it's not a big deal, but like you can, Maybe I don't know if you can like move to the couch, but if not, I don't. Is it going through your your mic on your thing? The problem is I have these huge ceilings. Yeah, and so everything yeah, it's like high. The problem is my house is so nice. And yeah, my house, <laughs> my house is so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> so it's a huge problem because my house is just like this amazing place. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this better at all? It is. Now look at my beautiful backdrop. Oh my god. Look at this is Yosemite. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Yosemite, but these are pictures of Yosemite National Park back here. There you go. All right. Anyway, so crazy big broods, basically. Your big your big animal I I will say cats are a little bit easier. Like in terms of like getting a dog or getting two dogs, like that's a huge commitment. But cats like they're a little bit more self-managing, like just give them food and water and they can pretty much manage themselves. So e- even though Amber does have five, yeah. she's got like three and then cats, which I, I think are like two. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I kind of raised my cats like dogs. So they kind of <laughs> like my dogs sometimes. But um, I do agree with that. Cats are a bit easier to add to the family. And it was an easier transition, I think, because a puppy is a lot for everyone, including me. Um, and then with like, I was going to say with feeding time, like your kitten is six months old. My puppy is four months old. And so like, you can only expect so much. And this is something I was talking about, you know, for with Megan for a while. It's like I was having these high expectations for a four month old puppy and then getting frustrated when she wasn't like being as good as my eight and nine year old dog. And I'm like, okay, I need to get over myself <laughs> and realize like my puppy is four months old. She's allowed to be a spaz sometimes. Um, including during feeding time. And yeah, I took her on a long walk before we started this podcast for a reason. (laughs) I I also find that generally, I think that dog moms in general are, are like hypercritical of their own animals. And I know Amber and I do a lot of back and forth because when whiskey was here at my house, like she responded to her name really well. Like she didn't, she want anything she wasn't supposed to like, she did a really good job. Like potty training wasn't an issue. And she was like, not even four months at the time. And I just know that Amber, Amber was very like, I was like, did she do this? How was she? Yeah. she <laughs> and it's like, it's like, she was really, really great. But I think as a, like a dog mom, you have certain expectations for your animals. And from the outside looking in, like they're very well behaved dogs. But um, when you are in a position where like, you know, that they can be better, or you want them to be better. As a dog mom, like there's a lot of like, anxiety regarding how they're behaving. I told no, I totally agree. I think something that actually for me has hit me like a lot more is especially since we started the podcast is the more it's almost like the more you know about dog care the more you feel like you have to do 
about, you know, and so you see it like, okay, they're doing, you know, this method of training and exposing them to this and this. And you're like, okay, I need to now do that. And then also I need to brush their teeth and trim their nails. And, you know, and it's just like all this stuff. And you're like, oh my God, there's not enough time in the day or like, am I doing enough is for me, like, that's my constant question is like, oh, you know, and then I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, they're not, you know, I didn't brush their teeth today. And yeah, I mean, as a trainer, that's like, in a totally different respect, I will see people with similar age puppies doing like crazy things with their puppies. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I haven't taught my puppy how to do that yet. And then I'm sitting there like beating myself up. Like, Oh, my gosh, I haven't done this with my puppy. How do I have I, I need to work on this right now? When in reality, you know, like, each of us have our own journey with our dogs, and we work on different things with our dogs. So, you know, I think it's sometimes better to just like take a step back from seeing what other people do on social media and like, yes, being inspired by it, but not necessarily putting that pressure on yourself to make it happen every single day all of the time, because everybody shares like the best things they can on social media. So they want you to show you, you know, this like, the best of the best, they have something that they're proud of, which can be really encouraging and very inspiring, but it can also feel the opposite some way when you look at it and you're like, wait, I'm not doing that. I haven't done that with my dog. And it kind of makes you feel guilty or makes you feel a little bit down on yourself thinking you're not doing enough. And I, I know that all of us as dog moms and dog dads and cat moms and cat mom and cat dads, <laughs> uh, I know that we all struggle with that sometimes because you can see things on social media and be like, oh my gosh, they're brushing their dog's teeth every day. Like, am I a bad dog mom for not doing that every day? And something as simple as that can really eat at you sometimes, I think. Yeah. Do you guys get that often at all? Like, since you both have, you know, followers and a community and stuff, do you... Do you find that people say like, oh, my dogs could never be as good as yours or like anything like that? I I had somebody the other day, it was actually kind of um, ironic in a sense, but I had a, like a really bad training day with Moose where he just was like reacting to every sound and just like could care less what I was wanting him to do and just kind of was doing his own thing. It was kind of in a little bit of a funk. And I remember I just was getting so frustrated. And Lance was like, just, you know, stop what you're doing. Just, you know, try again tomorrow. Like, it's not a big deal. And somebody that night as we were going to bed messaged me because I had posted videos as I was training. And of course, I didn't share any of the bad stuff where he didn't listen to me because that looks bad on me as a trainer. But um, somebody had messaged me that night and was like, do you ever get frustrated training your dogs? Like, you always seem so calm and they always listen so well. And I would just like respond and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, if only if only I would show you guys like the bad side. And I think that's a double edged sword sometimes because you want to seem like you've got your shit together and that you're doing everything right. And for the most part, my dogs do listen to me. But every once in a while, I will get, you know, bad days or my dogs will have bad days. But yeah, I mean, I remember I just was like, you have that moment where it's like, do I look like I'm a perfect person? Because I'm absolutely not a perfect person. And my dogs aren't perfect dogs either. Right? Okay. Like, but when you show Coda or Moose on their back, getting their nails trimmed, I just see that. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, my God, I could never like my dogs. (laughs) Lupin, you know, I've had him for seven years. And even though I've tried to desensitize him for his paws being dust, he's still like, I'm not saying that out of any judgment. I'm just saying like, Sometimes you see things on social media and you're just like, I wish, I wish that could happen. People also don't see the hours that I put into making my dogs do that because I don't like fighting dogs with nail trims and I've owned dogs that won't let me trim their nails. And I know the importance of having short nails with my dogs. And so I spend hours and hours and hours and hours desensitizing my dogs. But as Amber, the dog trainer will tell you, 
sharing videos of desensitization aren't exciting for anybody mm. because they're like these long drawn out like five minute videos every day, right? Of just doing one nail at a time with the Dremel or even just touching their feet for a few minutes every day. And it's not, it's not like a trick, right? It's not like an action. It's just getting the dog used to something and it's not exciting to share. So most people don't share it on social media, but that is the other side of watching those videos of my dog sleeping on their back while they're getting their nails trimmed is I spend a lot of time working with them to, so that they get to that point where I can do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's really important for people to realize that like that perfect moment that's shared on social media, like so much went into it and nobody wants to share that because like you said, it is boring and it's a lot of time and it takes forever. And I, you know, going back to like sharing some flaws on Instagram or on Facebook. I have many times got, I, I tend to share both the good and the bad. So yesterday I shared like a really great thing that I was proud of. But then last week I shared something where my puppy was lunging at the end of the leash trying to jump on people. And I had several messages from people being like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this. Like, I felt like I was the only one with a dog who did this. And I was like, No, the reality is, is that like, you might see a picture or a video for 10 seconds of a dog behaving perfectly. But to get there, it took a lot of time and a lot of training. And there was a lot of mess up in all along the way. And it isn't always pretty to share. And it doesn't always look great on us. But I do think that sometimes it's really important for us to be vulnerable on social media. Um, just because it can be something that we look at someone else and be like, wow, their dog is perfect in this way. My dog can't do that. But then we don't realize how much work went into that. And we don't realize the behind the scenes. So like Megan was mentioning, how much time she spent conditioning each and every single nail. That would be a really kind of boring video to watch. You do every <laughs> single, you know, nail for five minutes a day for, you know, two to three months at a time. But at the same time, I kind of want to mention that everybody prioritizes different things. And that's something that's really important to acknowledge is when I was kind of beating myself up seeing certain people's puppies do these amazing tricks and cool behaviors. I realized, you know what, my focus ha with my puppy hasn't been on teaching these behaviors. It's been on exposure and socialization and taking her into new places. So can I do all those things at the same time? No. So I have to kind of pay attention to what I've been prioritizing with my dog. And honestly, sometimes the priority for some people might be giving their dog, you know, long line time at a park. Some people might prioritize desensitizing nail trim. Other people might be prioritizing brushing their dog every single day or brushing their teeth. So I think when we see people sharing their journeys, it's not to think like, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. It's more of this is what this person is focusing on, but I'm focusing on this different area. And it shouldn't be something that, discour that discourages you. It should be something that hopefully encourages you to be like, all right, I'm focusing on this right now. But maybe in a few weeks, I can focus on the nails or in several more weeks, I can focus on going to new places with my dog. Yeah. I always try and encourage people because I think um, a lot of times, like I think you were kind of hinting at earlier, Carly, that I think people try and do everything, right? It's like my dog's teeth need to be brushed every day. My dogs need to be exercised two hours a day. My dogs need to go do sporting events and then they need to be therapy dogs. And then they need to, there's, you know, then they need a canine good citizen. I mean, there's just so many things that encompass like, quote unquote, like being a good dog parent, right? But I think, you know, what I try and tell people to do is like, just sit down, look at your life, think about what your dog would enjoy and just try and fulfill those aspects of your dog's life. And don't like, sometimes you have to put on blinders and just ignore some of the noise 
you know, a, a good example would be like dock diving. Like I really, I got into dock diving because Moose enjoys it, but Coda hates it. Coda can't stand water. And I, I don't want to like force her into something that she doesn't want to do. I know that overall her doing dock diving would be healthier for her because there's, it's a low impact yeah. sport, but at the end of the day, it's not what she wants to do. And I'm not going to force her to do it. So, you know, it, it just is about sitting down and figuring out what your dog enjoys and what you enjoy and finding the, the balance in between that and taking care of your animal the best that you can with the best knowledge that you have. But I mean, nobody does everything. I think that's the thing is like Amber and I both do different things. I'm sure you uh, and Izzy do different mm -hmm. things, right? I mean, everybody has a different interpretation of like being the quote unquote responsible dog parent. Yeah. No, I think I think both of you just made really good points. It's like what you were saying, Amber, about figure out your priorities or like everyone's going to have their own priorities. And then what you were saying, Megan, of look at what your dog actually enjoys and what they can do. And then what you like, what your lifestyle looks like, and then go from there. Because, you know, that's something Izzy and I, and one of the reasons I we wanted to have like this episode is because, you know, we've been really conscious of that since we started the podcast, you know, we've got all these awesome episodes on like, dog TV and, you know, stimulating them while you're gone. And then also pet, you know, puzzle toys with Nina Audison and how to do agility and oh, why your dog actually does need to go to the groomer, even if you don't think so. Like all these things that just like, it can feel overwhelming if you try to do yeah. all, all of it. And so I love yeah. the points that you guys it just can. made because you're both in the industry. And so it's like, you know, like you could, you could be like, no, we need to have the best animals possible and the best pets possible. But you're like, this is what's manageable for us. Yeah, I think it's so important for people to realize like everyone's life is going to look different and your life with your dog is going to look different from someone else's life with their dog. So even if someone like me enjoys going kayaking and hiking with my dog, that doesn't mean it has to be your life too in order for your dog to be happy and for you to have a good relationship with your dog. That's just something that I enjoy to do with my dogs and my cat is making a presence and he also enjoys Hi, going hiking. He's like <laughs> trying to get involved. <laughs> I, I also think your dogs don't have to enjoy the same things. And I think sometimes I see like people are like, oh, I'm going to take both of my dogs on a hike because they both, you know, because you can't leave one behind, right? Because then you're a bad dog parent. But like, like I said earlier, Coda doesn't like swimming, so I'm not going to force her to dock dive. And I don't think Moose would like agility. I think that the environment of agility is very different than dock diving. And I think it would be overstimulating for him. So I'm not going to do agility with him. And they both have very individual lives, but the needs are very different, right? So like Coda with agility, her nails need to be trimmed and she needs to stay lean because injuries are extremely high with agility. And by keeping the nails trimmed and keeping them lean, you're going to prevent that from happening. And with Moose, it's about like, you know, strength. It's about building, building muscle and building, um, you know, impulse control. So he doesn't come off that line too quickly. I mean, it's just, they're, they're two very different sports and they have to build on different things and that's their strengths. And they're completely different from one another. They're two totally different dogs and they need two totally different things to be happy and healthy and be fulfilled in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing people need to remember too, is like, what do you enjoy doing with your dog? It's not just about your dog. It's also about you too. And some people might love walking the city with their dog. Other people might not like that. Some people might love doing sports with their dogs. Other people might just want to like spend time coloring on the couch with their dog or taking their dog to the park. So when you see all these things that people are doing, some people actually really enjoy husbandry, which would be grooming their dog or brushing their teeth or working on those things. Other people don't enjoy that. And so, yes, it's great to brush your dog's teeth every day and to get them amazing with nail trims. But 
like don't forget that you're part of the puzzle as well. So your dog's a part of it. Focus on what they love, but also focus on what you love and try to find that mutual middle point where you guys can meet together and find something you can do together. And don't necessarily compare yourself to everyone on social media because every single person loves something different and the dogs themselves do too. So I think that I just want to encourage people listening to not get discouraged when they see things on social media, but also try to see it and think, hey, is that something that I would enjoy? And is that something my dog would enjoy too? And focus more on what you both could enjoy together rather on comparing yourself to what someone else is doing on social media. I think that's so, so valid. And just to add on about like what you enjoy doing and what your dog enjoys doing. I'm actually experiencing this right now with Lupin is that he he's older now. And so it's like he's in a whole new stage of life that we're doing different things. And so I think it's just also keeping in mind that through every stage of your dog's life, things may change too. So if right now is not the time for, you know, like agility or maybe not agility, but like if right now is not the time for like the grooming training, the husbandry stuff, maybe down the road it is or whatever. So I think like maybe that's just something that people can keep in mind too. But on the subject of like being authentic or whatever on, you know, out there, I think both of you guys do a great job of that in your own, you know, social medias and, and just kind of saying the realities of dog parent life. Is there anything you guys are like struggling with right now with your dogs? I'll be, I'll go first. Yeah. I'm like, Amber, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) In the vein of being authentic. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I think if anyone follows me on social media, they know that I have um, a dog named Tucker and he is a piece of work, but I also love him. He's a handful in a totally separate way. But um, I think a few things I, I like going back a little bit to what you said just a second ago, Carly, you mentioned like as your dog's getting older, the things that he might enjoy or the things that might be best for him. So I used to love doing a lot with my dog, Tucker. We'd go hiking. We would do agility. We'd do fun, fun things like that. And he's had a lot of health issues the past year. And so I haven't been including him on hikes. And I felt a little bit guilty about that. But I've been working on finding things that we can still enjoy doing together, such as doing nose work. That's something that he finds really fun and something that we do together. But something that you'll see on my Instagram for sure and on my Facebook is I'm a huge muzzle advocate. And the reason why I'm a huge muzzle advocate is because one of my dogs has issues and he doesn't always get along with every dog he meets. He doesn't always want to be approached by strangers. And so he's got a lot of things that we work through. Um, and as he's gotten older, the behaviors have started to, well, new behaviors have started to surface. And um, I've been pretty transparent about it on social media because I want people to know that they're not alone working through it and that even a dog trainer can have a dog that struggles with behaviors. Um, but yeah, Tucker has kind of gotten to the point where he is resource guarding items now, which just surfaced within the past year. And it's not a fun thing to work on with your dog, specifically when you have a new puppy in the house. <laughs> but um, I hope to encourage people that it's a slow journey and that even though when you do have a dog that kind of pushes you and makes you work a little bit harder for things, um, it challenges you in a way to become a better dog handler and to become better at observing dog body language and getting to know your dog on a deeper level. Um, and one thing I like to say with these overly sensitive and behaviorally difficult sometimes dogs is I tend to find that they have a very strong bond with their people, specifically when they don't love strangers. So Tucker's not a huge fan of meeting strangers, but 
it makes his bond with me so much stronger. And so there's really, there's a ton of downsides, obviously, to behavior issues such as reactivity and resource guarding and environmentally sensitive. He's got a whole array of issues, but um, it makes us bond even stronger. And so it makes me a more, I guess, what's the word? Makes me a more caring and sensitive dog parent as well. Cause I know that he's not doing it to make me mad. He's doing it because he's struggling with something, but I really try to share my struggles on social media. It's not always a fun thing to share. It's like, Oh, look, here's a video of my dog resource guarding to my other dog. And if I wouldn't have interrupted it, he would have bit him. <laughs> it's not a fun yeah. thing to share, but I think it's something that's important to share because people don't like to admit that they're struggling with those things. And when they see someone else, especially someone who has a presence on social media sharing those things, they don't feel alone. And they feel like, oh, okay, like, they're dealing with it. Maybe I can like work through this mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. With, um, with, with my dogs, um, I- I'm a little bit more of like the meaner dog mom when it comes to like behavioral problems <laughs> in the sense of like, you're not going to run off of the door. It's like, we have hard boundaries. You're going to sit and stay when I tell you to sit and stay. Like I'm very like particular about that, but it's also because of the braid that I have. And I know that I have to be a little bit stricter with them. They have to have a little bit of a shorter leash, uh, no pun intended, but um, you know, kind of going off of what Amber had said with Tucker, I have also seen some issues with most of um, not being a super, super social dog. He um, would prefer to probably not interact with other dogs. And um, I've had to take huge steps back and reanalyze what I think of socialization and what proper socialization is. Because when Moose and Coda were younger, I used to throw them in the dog park every day. That was my way of exercising them when I didn't know any better. And um, they'll be four in May. And they get along with other dogs. But at the same time, they certainly have boundaries and they don't really handle puppy puppy energy very well or, or over, you know, high strung dogs. Um, so like, especially I think too, with COVID, I have seen a lot of backtracking with them in terms of like general socialization where it's very easy to kind of tip them over that point. So there have been instances where I've literally walked into PetSmart with Moose and he's so overwhelmed by what's going on. I've literally sat down in the middle, like in the corner of PetSmart and let him take in some of the scenery and the sounds and the smells that are going on and let him kind of simmer down before we continue because it's, I mean, and, and I tried to share it on my social media page because I'm like, I'm literally sitting on the ground at PetSmart. Like this is not where like I want to be. And this is not the side that I think a lot of social media influencers show, but I'm literally doing this because my dog is not in the mental state to continue doing what we're doing right now. So it's one of those things where, um, like Amber said, I mean, it's pushed me to be a better dog mom in the sense that I, again, I'm reanalyzing what does my dog want? What does my dog need? And what can my dog and I do together that I think is enjoyable? And I want him to be well socialized. I want him to be able to go to PetSmart with me and not freak out. Um, so I do ask him to do that for me. But in return, like I don't take him to events that I don't feel are going to benefit him in any capacity just because I want to bring my dog along with me because I know that that's not going to benefit him in the long run. Yeah, I think I think that's so... I mean, at the end of the day, what both of you have said is like, you've been struggling with these things, but like, what's best for my dog is, is the priority, you know? And, and I think that's so, I think sometimes you have, it's a bitter pill to swallow of like, maybe my dog, what's best for my dog isn't what I want for them. 
but it's what's best for them. So, you know, I don't want to have to take or not take Tucker on hikes or like whatever, you know, or have to not go to the dog park anymore. But maybe that's what's best for them. And I think that's something I've had to do with Lupin just as he's aged. You know, like we used to, like we traveled around the UK with him and all these things. And now it's just as he's gotten older, I'm like, he can't like do, he can't go out and about with us as we would have and sat, you know, laid down on the hard concrete at a pub or at, or, you know, like a bar or something now or whatever. It's like, oh, he can't do that anymore. He wants like, he needs a plush bed for his old man legs. And, and so maybe even though I want to take him everywhere, I can't. And that's not like, that's what's best for him. And instead we take um, Albie and then I feel so guilty because I leave, leave Lupin <laughs> at home and I'm like, oh, I know. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's, struggled, he's I struggle with that too. Yeah. Amber and I have had conversations where she's like felt guilty about not being able to bring Tucker. But I mean, I think, you know, Amber, you, you can probably speak for yourself, but he's happier staying at home. Yeah. yeah it, it's something that's very, I think, humbling where you think about what's best for your dog and you think about what would make them the happiest and most comfortable. And it's not necessarily always the same thing that you want. Um, I know as our dogs are aging, um, like Tucker is going to be 10 soon. And with his health issues that he had this past year, he hasn't been feeling his best every single day. And so I know I want him to come on all these hikes with me and I want him to do all these things. But even though he might be excited to go with me because he loves me, it might not be the best thing for him. And so it's been a very, it's been a mental struggle, an emotional struggle for me sometimes where I leave him behind. And that's where finding something that we could still do together that wasn't going to be mentally or physically straining for him was the best thing I could do. Especially as he's getting older, like he doesn't have the desire to go to sit at restaurants anymore or have the desire to go to parks anymore. We used to do that kind of stuff, but I, I can tell he doesn't really want to do it and he's doing it because I want him to. So similar how you how you mentioned where you go to the park and your dog goes to say hi to other people. My Tucker would go to the park to just like, sniff around he had no desire to go meet dogs or meet people he was just like i'd like to sniff so what we do instead is i try to find um empty places that i can take him to where he can just like sniff and not have to run around not have to socialize just take his time decompressing and doing his thing and then we do nose work together to now now but that was a really big struggle for me and especially with a new puppy i felt extra guilty because the puppy takes so much time and yeah. so much energy that I felt a little guilty leaving my other dogs behind when I had to focus on the puppy. So I totally understand that. But I think even though we might feel bad and the dog we're leaving home might not enjoy being left home, ultimately it's what's best for them. And so we kind of have to like, like take a step back and realize, okay, for my senior dog, it's probably better for him to stay home during these events and I can do something separate with him that he enjoys that's going to be healthy and safe for him yeah. as well. I think there's a, 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 a big difference that I think Amber really just hit on, which is there's a difference between your dog enjoying going with you places and a dog enjoying doing what you're doing at those places. Because those are two very, like Moose would follow me to the end of the earth. Like if I just started walking, like he would follow me until his legs give out. But that doesn't mean he's enjoying doing that. It just means he wants to be with me. And those are two very different yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. I think Lupin fits that bill. For sure. It just, he'll come with me wherever, but he's not going to be happy wherever we are. Right. Uh, yeah. And right. 
Well, he's doing it because he loves you. He wants to be with you and whatever you want to do, he wants to do. But sometimes we have to think about, I know Tucker will literally, he will still do agility for me. He will still do tricks for me that he probably physically shouldn't be doing. But I know in my head, like you're older, you've been struggling with arthritis, like he shouldn't be doing these things. So if I were to ask him to do it, of course he would, he would bend over backwards for me. He's one of those dogs. And so we have to be so careful, I think sometimes to know what's best for them and not push them past that. That Yeah. Well, we literally just bought a extremely like extra depth couch to go in our movie room basements. Just so I was like, we can fit the dogs and us on the couch together. And Lupin can stretch out in his old man and just be like super comfy. And I can cuddle <laughs> with him because I was like, you know what, that's what he wants to do these days. Like he's extra attached to me. He never was like that when he was younger. He's a very independent dog. And now that he's older, he's constantly constantly just like looking for me mm-hmm. and which is really sweet but also i'm like who are you like who is this dog that wants my attention constantly and so i was like it's fine we'll we'll netflix and chill together every night uh, <laughs> but i love that so much that's so sweet it's like you know that like your bonding time with him right now is your cuddle time on the couch and so you're like let me make this even better for us so that we have room to cuddle that just makes my heart so happy because it's like those special moments with your dog, like, like we were just talking about finding what your dog loves, finding what you love, finding that like middle ground where you guys both love something and spending doing that time together. And if that's cuddling on the couch, that's awesome. Like cuddle on the couch together. That just makes me well, so happy. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah. let's like flip it around. So we make this, you know, happier conversation. Why? So we, we just <laughs> talked about like all of the, the struggles and the realities of being a dog mom which, you know, we barely is the touch the tip of the iceberg with just like the actual realities of everything between the money and the yeah. time and the hair on our clothes and all of that. <laughs> but <laughs> so like, I guess the question is like, why do we do it? Like what what it like brings you happiness? Or what are you so excited about? Like with your dogs in the future? Or what on the day to day? Like why? Why do we have them? Uh, recent. Recently, so Amber, Amber makes me do many, many things. Um, I bought a brand new car because Amber <laughs> told me to. <laughs> so, Subaru, Subaru, sponsor. <laughs> Amber, Amber makes me do a lot of things. Um, but recently she You're got welcome. me, she got me into, um, thanks. Amber's life changing, really. <laughs> We're all going to start drinking but, white claws um, now. <laughs> <laughs> white claws, Subaru. Got, you're gonna end up with the cat soon, Carly. You're gonna get a cat. I want one so bad. I want a kitten so bad. <laughs> <laughs> do it, just do it. You won't regret it. I promise. Uh, unless you get Odin, my cat, my one-eyed cat. Which in that case, I'm sorry that I, t- I recommended <laughs> it to you. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, um, one of the things that Amber has gotten me into, um, which is dog sports, and that's a world that I have never even begun to really uh, explore. Mm-hmm. And I have had two moments in the past month where, um, like the pinnacle of everything that I work towards with my dogs and everything that I try and share with my followers kind of reached a point. And that was one, when I saw Moose's excitement and enjoyment for dock diving and two was watching Coda last night in her agility class, just blossom and her tail was wagging so fast. I couldn't even see it. I mean, she just was having the time of her life and 
watching those sparks of enjoyment. And it's like, I, I will literally do whatever you enjoy. Like, do you like dock diving? Do you like agility? Do you like scent work? Like I will, I will be that the best scent work agility trainer that I can be for you if that's what you enjoy doing. And so because it, it makes me happy watching my dogs be happy. That makes me mm-hmm. happy, right? There's like the, there's an infectious happiness that goes around. Most dog people will, if they see a happy dog, I mean, they just can't help themselves. I mean, if we had a tail, we'd wag it too, right? I mean, we just get so excited. So watching, watching them get so happy. I mean, it just is like, and watching other people's dogs get happy too, right? Watching whiskey or, or Tucker or Oakley for me, I like get so happy because I know those dogs and I know that them being happy makes Amber happy. It's just like, there's just this, the dog yeah. people get it, right? Dog people understand that there's just this infectious aura that goes around when, when dogs are happy. So for me, I've looked at, you know, so like with Coda, like I said, Coda being doing agility, it's like, okay, I need to, I need to learn agility because I'm going to have to figure this out because she enjoys it. I'm going to have to keep her nails short. I'm going to have to keep her lean. And we're going to train and we're going to develop a relationship together and she's going to have a good time and I'm going to have a good time. And, and that's how we're going to live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives until, you know, mm-hmm. the end. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I want to hear your answer. Um, I think for me, it's like for Lupin, I, I get a lot of satisfaction just looking back on his whole life of everything I feel like he's accomplished with. Because honestly, we we were not very um, over the top with his training. He he's more of a dog that needed like passive training because um, he was so scared and stuff when we got him. And so, just the fact that he has gone through multiple medical issues. You know, he lives every day with Addison's disease. He lets me give him his injections once a month and stuff for it. Um, he's had two obstructions, so two surgeries. Bounce back from that. <laughs> Those those are fun. I can tell, tell yes. you from experience. Those are always a good time. <laughs> those, you know, and us being like, oh my god, the actual adrenaline. I I still have like have like flashbacks of like the hospital. The yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just him being such a scared, timid dog, and us still being able to live our life with him. Like how far he's come. Of we're able to move internationally and travel all around and he was kind of able to come into work with me on like a crowded you know tube line and all of this kind of stuff it just and then now i i get a lot of satisfaction also of like now that he's in his little retirement years he can just chill you know we have a house for him we've always been in an apartment we have like a nice house for him it does have a bit too many stairs for his old age but like you know it is what it is and and so i think that makes me really happy and then just the day-to-day looking at his little gray face i think with albie though because because he's new to the home i mean we've almost had him a year now but just seeing him progress over the year has made me really happy too just his training he how he's picked up on like what's okay and what's not okay he treats lupin with like such respect too i mean don't get me wrong he'll still kind of like sell you know, saddle up to Lupin. Is that is that the term? Like saddle sidle up? I'm not sure. I don't know. When Lupin's eating, he'll still he'll still like, you know, scoot on over and be like, Oh hey, what you, what you eating? Let me like get my nose in your bowl. But um but just overall, like he doesn't try to like play or wrestle with Lupin unless Lupin instigates it. He doesn't sorry. <coughs> Choking on my alcohol. <coughs> you're you're hot talking. Yeah. Bailey's the Bailey's got you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think it's just like, 
It just ha- it makes me so happy. I have my two little hound dogs that are just happy, as you said, Megan. They're just happy. Yeah. So I was getting emotional listening to you guys. <laughs> I know that's silly, but Amber Amber is one of those people where you can tell her about like something traumatic that happened to somebody that she doesn't know, and it's just like she's very um, crying. She's very empathetic. <laughs> she has a lot of she she, oh. she is you know. Sorry. I, I straight up muted myself because I was cry laughing like bad. Right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's a great thing to be super empathetic, but it's also a terrible thing sometimes because I'm like, can you just stop feeling what they're feeling right now? Can you just chill? Mm-hmm. Anyways, oh my gosh. I was just like imagining looking at your little hound dog and being like, I'm so proud of how far you've come. And like my heart just died. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Anywho. Um, yeah, I. I don't even remember the question. Why do you love your dogs? What makes you happy oh with your dogs? Gosh. Wow. You know, I don't know. I don't have to explain it, but it's those moments where you can just like look at them and they look at you and you smile and they just make that like little like, I'm so in love with you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart is like fulfilled for the rest of my life kind mm-hmm. of moment. I know you guys all have those moments. I don't have to describe it. If you're listening right now, please just look at your dog in the eyes and have that moment because you're going to start crying because I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, Amber, yeah, cr- Amber mean, will cry for you. <laughs> Thank you. If you don't Thank cry, you. Amber Amber will cry for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just, like, thinking about all the people listening, looking at their dogs and, like, everybody having a moment. But be- being an empath is too much sometimes. Um, but I think... The other day, too, I posted a little, like, 15-second video on Instagram where I was playing with my puppy, and she chose me over everything else in the room. And there were 8 to 10 dogs lunging at the leash for her. There were treats all over the floor, toys. There's, like, squeakies. There's dogs doing agility on the other side. And there's so much going on. But my four-month-old puppy chose me to play with and engage with. And that moment is just, like, such a big moment for me where my dog's, like, there's so much going on in this world, but I choose you. And it's just like, it makes everything worth it. And obviously with a puppy, it's a much harder thing to get that. But um, with an adult dog, it's like you've built that relationship. And over the years where you know that like your dog chooses you every single day and you are like the light of their life. And it's, it's like, I'll do anything for you because like you mean that much to me. But to our dogs, like we are the world. I don't know that quote, but do you guys know the quote? I'm like thinking of yeah. probably where it's like you're, it's like your dogs are a part of your world, world but uh, you're their whole you know, world to your dog you're, you are you're their, their yeah. world yeah yeah uh, it's just like it's it's such like a oh like feelsy quote to put on Instagram but it's the truth too like you look at your dog and you know that like they look back at you and you are their entire world like they would do anything for you like we were just talking about our older dogs who probably shouldn't be doing those things they would still go with us to these places because they want to do anything with us because they're so deeply rooted and bonded with us. And that's something that like, you can't get that anywhere. I love my husband, but we have this conversation all the time where I'm like, you don't love me like the dogs do. <laughs> like we argue, we whatever, we have our like thing, but like the dogs will never do something intentionally to, you know, like offend you or hurt you or anything because they're just so genuine. and So like, they know how to love, and I want to love people the way dogs love us. Like that's I that's my ultimate that's goal. That's so sweet. But 
I think there's a quote, another speaking of quotes, speaking of cheesy quotes on Pinterest, um, that like, you know, dogs, dogs are like the only creature that will love you more than they love themselves, you know, and I think that's like, so true. And it's so nice, because I think humanity is, is um, not always the best, and it's not always pleasant. And sometimes it's like, it's nice to just have that genuine, unwavering devotion and love from something that can't talk back. <laughs> you know what though I, I like a husband <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I want to say something because yes Megan I agree with you but also I think that this love for our dogs and the love that our dogs have for us is what brings us dog moms and dads and dog parents together because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met either of you two if it weren't for our dogs and what we love so much about our dogs and like Yes, people are obviously way harder to love, but like because of our mutual love for our dogs and for each other's dogs and being able to share those moments and those relationships with each other, like it's made us be able to connect on a different level that nobody else can understand. And it's pretty funny. I'm sure you guys can relate. When I meet people, if they aren't like like dog loving or they don't have that relationship, I'm like, oh, how are we going to connect? Like, I don't (laughs) know how we're going to. How do I have a relationship (laughs) with this person? You don't understand my dog. Like, what do we talk about? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, when it comes to being able to connect with people, I think that's like, obviously, dogs are amazing. But it's also amazing that dogs can like bring people together and bring us together so that we can like actually make genuine friendships with people where like our dogs, I love them to death. Please don't take this wrong. But our dogs will come and go, unfortunately, like they do. And it's a really sad reality. But our relationship with people are so different than our relationship with dogs. I love my dogs. Don't get me wrong. My dogs are my entire life. Like, that's what I do with my life is my dogs. <laughs> and cats. I love my cats too. People pet with cats. But the dog people that I make connections with are lifelong friendships. And I've never had friendships like that before in my whole life, except with like the dog people I have connected with in my life. And it's a pretty cool place where Megan was joking around how like, oh, I have a Subaru now and I'm doing dog sports now. But it's pretty cool how like us dog people can influence whatever influence each other in a positive way where we help each other develop better relationships with our dogs. But we also develop closer and stronger relationships with each other too. And I just wanted to throw that in there because this is dog mom talk and we're talking about our dogs, but like our dogs are not in the video or talking right now. It's us three talking to each other. And it kind of creates this like extra special bond that not everyone can in the world can understand except for dog parents which i think is pretty cool well and amber how we met was kind of funny because it was totally like not i think if like so i was a stranger amber was a stranger like we followed each other on social media and that was the extent of our relationship Mm -hmm. okay amber lived uh in oklahoma city at the time which was like an hour two hours north of me where i was living in north texas at the time and i really wanted to go to super zoo which is this big dog product event in Vegas. Okay, I've never been to Vegas. And I don't travel by myself ever. And my husband didn't want to send me to Vegas by myself. So I was like, who do I go to Vegas with? And I was like, I know this social media person that does dogs stuff in Oklahoma City. And like, let me see. So I ended up messaging her Amber, stop me if I ever am getting the facts (laughs) wrong on this. I'm just laughing because I like basically she messaged a, a stranger on Instagram that she was like, Hey, do you want to go to Vegas with me? And 
guys, don't do that. <laughs> but at the same time, it worked out really well. But just don't message random strangers and see if you. Oh, wait, I cut out. She muted herself. I was having like a snort laugh, so I muted myself. Um, Megan, continue your story. <laughs> so, so I ended up messaging her and I was like, hey, let's go to Super Zoo together. And to my surprise, Amber was completely down to go to Vegas with a complete stranger. Which yeah. To have one person do that is crazy. To have two people willing to do that is yeah, just Amber, another thing. Yeah, Amber, you're over here so, like, don't message strangers to go to Vegas with you. You said yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, she sure. Like, so both of our okay. husbands, both of our husbands who are a lot more put together than we are, both of our husbands are like, you're going to go to Vegas with a complete stranger? Like, what is, like, you don't know this person. You don't, you like know nothing about them. So the first time Amber and I had ever met was when I went, drove to her house, parked my car in her garage. And got in an Uber with her and her service dog to go to Vegas to spend like a week in, in Las Vegas with like no relationship whatsoever. Like I learned about her life and like everything on the flight from Oklahoma City to Vegas. I love that. I, I think, yep. but it's, yeah, um, exactly. Like you guys met and you've become we, best friends from this. We've been in love ever since. No. <laughs> we both left our husbands. We have a Subaru together. <laughs> We travel the world in our Subaru with all, our, all oh nine of our God. animals. Can you imagine? Yeah. No, but I think there's that trust there with, with animal people that is kind of like unspoken to where, um, you know, it's like you're a dog person. Like you're, you're one of the good, you're one of the good mm-hmm. ones, right? It's like, um, and, and I find that the dog community in general is very welcoming. And, and I mean, on occasion, you'll find people that don't interact with each other very well. But for the most part, like, we're all like this, even doesn't matter if you've got I know Amber and I have met people that have 200,000 followers on Instagram or 200 followers on Instagram, you know, we're all we're all the same at the end of the day, we all just want what's best for our dogs. And we're all, you know, very loyal and loving people and, and, and try and do what's best in the world. And I think that's, uh, that's what dog, you know, being a dog person is, is what it's all about. Beautiful guys. I agree. It's true. It's true. It can bring people together. That's exactly why we wanted to start the podcast is so we could have create a community just to talk about dogs. Like, yeah, a lot of our, our episodes are informational, but we also wanted to have just like normalizing different dog things, just commiserate about dog parent life and all that. So, and we were able to connect with like so many cool guests, like you guys, like me, yeah, like me, <laughs> like like Megan, Megan with her yeah, like peach Aww, juice and tequila, so like Megan. <laughs> hey, I'm one of a kind. That sounds, can't. That sounds so gross. I can't. Even. Oh, it did not taste. It but. did not taste good. I'm not claiming it tastes good at all, but I'm feeling really good right about now. I am too. <laughs> I am too. All right. Well, let's round this out for the, all the listeners. If they want to follow you guys now on Instagram, social media, whatever, plug your info. Megan, you go first. Okay. Uh, Stumps and Rumps is my uh, handle. You can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, wherever you want to. Uh, search me and then I also do a blog where I talk about raising my two corgis and that's stumpsandrumps.com and uh, yeah that's about it (laughs) (laughs) guys Megan Megan is a stumpy rumpy person to follow I know that I don't know if that sounds good (laughs) I had somebody message me one time and was like do you realize your handle is very sexual and I was like well no because I they're it's my dogs I don't think of it that way (laughs) it's not putting it in that context but you 
put it in that context. So just saying, you put it out there. You put it out there. Hey, you know what? Um, Handles. Oh, the question was social media. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of thing. Sorry, guys. You can find me by looking up my name. My name is said Amber Akar. It's spelled like Amber Aquart. So it's A-M-B-E-R-A-Q-U-A-R-T. You can find me pretty much everywhere. Um, Instagram is where I post mostly. And then Facebook also. And YouTube. I have some pretty cool videos on YouTube. But if you want to find out about my new puppy and see like really dumb videos of her being cute, you can look at her. It's Whiskey with an E. Toller. And she's very cute. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for having this awesome, authentic conversation. Um, for all the listeners, you can find us at with the dog podcast on Instagram, TikTok, which is basically just videos of Lupin on the couch. Um, and then on Facebook, our Facebook group is called I'm with the dog. So hope to see you guys next week. And thank you too. I'll see you later. Bye, Carly. Bye. All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.